And we are live for the Just Joking podcast. I am one half of the podcast, King. And I'm Joe. Man, I almost called myself you for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, To everybody tuning in, this is a podcast that Joe and I started to talk about things that we've observed life and also just to have a check in with uh, uh, one another. It is currently bi-weekly, every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. And we also uh, provide this in audio-only format as well on all major podcasting platforms. Joe. What's up? The topic for this evening, man. Let's just jump right into it. We normally, in the past, would have a uh, check-in. I was thinking about that a little bit more, and we could do our check-in offline. But I also want to point out and just kind of highlight that me and Joe both believe that check-ins are important. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's good to just keep in contact with uh, family, friends, and loved ones for people that you don't like. Eh, do what you feel like you need to do. <laughs> um, the Man, we got this topic for this episode on toxic masculinity, right? And I put it up on my personal page you know, asking if toxic masculinity is overblown. Now, before we get into that question, all right, let's look at uh, what Wikipedia, good old Wikipedia, defines as toxic masculinity. So, if you look up toxic masculinity on Wikipedia, It says, the concept of toxic masculinity is used in academic and media discussions of masculinity to refer to certain cultural norms that are associated with harm to society and men themselves. It goes on to say, traditional stereotypes of men as socially dominant, along with related traits such as misogyny and homophobia, can be considered toxic due in part to their promotion of violence, including sexual assault, and uh domestic violence the socialization oh man i messed that up (laughs) the socialization of boys in patriarchal societies often normalizes violence such as in the saying boys will be boys about bullying and aggression so let's stop there Mm -hmm. all right here in wiki's you know first paragraph about the concept of toxic masculinity how have you seen toxic masculinity used in our society? Well, you take the word away, because I think a lot of the people who are going to just flat out disagree just have an issue with the word and the concept that that men might be wrong about something. Like toxic, like I've seen toxic behavior amongst everyone. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's not a that's not an exclusive gender specific trait that is everyone like they and that's not to take away from the concept of toxic masculinity like there are people out there like that sure that whole boys will be boys shit is bad like it's it's bad for everyone it's it's really bad for men it gives us a bad uh a light you know what i mean like i've met plenty of toxic dudes out there like i've met toxic females as well but like prime example in the military i i we that whole locker room talk 
business you've heard in the past. Yes. We've we've done that. Like but it was never evil. Like I would say like it never crossed the line into being something we should worry about. Like we talk dirty because we have no reason to cover what we're saying. We could talk about subjects that are inappropriate in, in public conversation, but it was never bad. Like it was never something where we're like, bro, call the cops on this dude. You know what I mean? It was always just, or at least that's how it seemed, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also heard uh, ladies say some stuff that I was just like, wow, like that's something I didn't expect to hear from you. But it was, ne- again, I've never really associated myself with people, with even ladies who were just like, you're like, whoa, that needs to get checked out. You know what I mean? So, yeah. oh, uh, no, no, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. No, so I was going to say, so, so why is it that, you know, you hear, uh, more in the media and more just uh, amongst, well, at least the stuff that I watch, right? Like I'm on YouTube, you know, uh, I'm in my phone a lot and in different apps. Why is it that toxic masculinity is the thing that is the word that's thrown out there and you don't associate that with other events? Uh-huh. Well, see, I don't know. This is, co- it's complicated for one, but I, you got to understand one thing. You look back at history and it's really hard to argue that men have been at the top of the food chain in society. Like there was a period of time, like there hundreds, hundreds of years, women couldn't vote. Uh, They couldn't, they couldn't do nothing. They were relegated to being just housewives and, and not to say that that's not to take away from that. You know what I mean? Like, like some women now who have that freedom to do whatever they want, choose to be housewives and that's okay but if you look back and you see the dominance that men had it's real easy to 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 take that and turn it on it turn it on its head you know what i mean like yeah it was really messed up for a really long time so you know toxic masculinity is a great like trigger word or money word you know what I mean? Like it's a big money word. It's like one of those things that's going to get your ratings to go up because people are going to be like, oh, I hate this or, oh, I be- I agree with this. That's all That's all toxic, toxic masculinity, the, the phrase is. It's a money word. It's to get people clicking. It's to get people tuning in. It's to get people discussing and arguing and hating and liking because like, this isn't nothing new. Like we knew – I mean just say misogyny. You know what I mean? I mean, misogyny is the perfect word for it. It's the exact word that we used for hundreds of years. They recognized that there were bad men in the world. That's why they came up with the word misogynist. You know what I mean? Like, so this isn't, it's nothing new, first off. It's nothing different, to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. The, The only thing is, is now it's a lot less acceptable to be an asshole. And that's really all a toxic toxic masculinity person is, is they're just an asshole. It, it, I mean, but the beauty of it is, is it's not exclusive to dudes. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, that's what this word is saying. This word is saying that this is exclusive to dudes. 
and I think that's where a lot a lot of men get lost on the argument. They're like, no, that's not true. That's not right. Mm-mm, not me. I'm not one of those. Well, don't be mad about it then, first off. But using that phrase makes them uncomfortable because it shines a light on the things that they might have done in their past. Hmm. Let me see. Uh, when I go back and think about stuff in mainstream media, right? Uh, let's let's look at the example of in the past in movies, all right? Because you know that's that's the entertainment realm. A lot of people can like I could say a movie like James Bond, and you know what James Bond is, all right? Mm-hmm. Think about the James Bond movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, was Mister Bond 007 himself a to- uh, a toxic masculine type? individual did he exhibit those you know traits that uh you know people define as the concept of toxic masculinity i i'd honestly argue that bond represented in a lot of ways at the time the consummate gentleman like he was a dude like he was a spy first off so he had to do things that that would be viewed as inappropriate it never i mean he never assaulted a woman in in any of his in any of those movies right everybody was everybody was um i mean he didn't he might have had to physically fight a woman or something but like he never sexually harassed or assaulted a woman um there's the dynamic between him and i think it was q or money money penny okay that was a mutual thing they were both flirting with each other that wasn't like if it was it, it, it you look at it now and it feels like one of those awkward workplace things where you're just like eh, you shouldn't be saying that because truthfully you shouldn't be saying that in the workplace but this was in the 60s you know what i mean this was a long time ago and it's entertainment the beauty of entertainment is it doesn't have to reflect society Mm-hmm. Like entertainment has the 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 wonderful gift of representing a society that doesn't exist. The problem is is that the people writing it are people who live in that very misogynistic time period. So a lot of the things that come across in James Bond are are this kind of way. But my thing is is I don't think, based off my knowledge of James Bond, the character or the actors who portrayed him. That James Bond was necessarily uh, toxic. I think the recent hold on. I, I think the recent Casino Royale with um, the current James Bond, Daniel Craig. I think that is an excellent portrayal of James Bond in the now. You know he's 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 dark. He's got a, a, a tragic backstory, and now you understand his perspective on why how he is with the ladies and stuff like that. But nothing about it feels toxic. The circumstances surrounding him could be viewed as what caused him to be something that somebody might consider toxic. This could just be his reaction to trauma. You know what I mean? Like that's like, (laughs) think about the concepts of what makes a person a certain way. 
what if this person is reacting to trauma? What if this person has been abused or something like that? And that's not to that's not to release any assholes in the world from responsibility of what they've done or what they've said or how they've been to people. But I mean, if we're talking about specifically in entertainment and characters that are being portrayed by actors, if the actor felt that the portrayal was going to be something that could, would leave somebody feeling attacked or something like that, that they wouldn't portray that character that way. Or the writers wouldn't put it into that story if, unless that story was about that topic. It's a roundabout hmm. way of saying, I don't think James Bond is, is toxic masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, um, as you were asking and talking about, uh, or trying to come up with some examples, the one that I could think about was in one of the Sean Connery ones, right? Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I, I cracked up laughing at this. Like, to this day, it's still funny. Uh, he's having a meeting with somebody, and they're out by a pool or whatnot. And he motions this, you know, girl over and says, hey, uh, why, don't you, why, don't you, why don't you introduce yourself to so-and-so? And she speaks, and she says, hey. And then the other person says, hey, back. And then Bond turns over to the girl, like, all right, I want you to dis dismiss yourself me and her talking, and then she turned around, he pats her on the butt, and she walks off, and they just continue to see something about that scene. Just it doesn't feel right, right? <laughs> it cracked me so, up because he's like, Hey, uh, me and her talking, hey, Lisa, thanks for joining the chat. Hey, you kind of in at just the right time, Lisa. Um, yeah, see, when you bring up stuff like that, yes, absolutely, that that feels like you and I can talk about it, watch it and just be like, like, Ooh, like that doesn't look good. You know what I mean? Like, so yes, there, but if James Bond existed, which Ian Fleming wrote him based off of a, a, a somebody from World War II at that time, that's probably exactly how things went down. If, if that was real and true, you know what I mean? Like, because that was a time where that was socially acceptable. Was it okay? Not by today's standards, but back then it was okay. I, I'd like to think that if I lived in that time, I wouldn't be that way, but there's no way I can know that for sure. Hmm. Um, but yeah, like by, by now standards, I don't, I even, even, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I never did that or said that to a person, but it's a reality that it's, it has happened. So, I mean, what do you do with that? Like, that's the part about, like, this right? whole thing now. It's like, what do we do about or what, what, what's expected? I think this is the problem for a lot of the dudes who hear toxic masculinity and get mad. Let's hear it. It's what do you expect me to do about it now? Aside from being a good person, I can't do much to change the reality of ma manhood or men in history or like because this opens up so many this opens up a, a huge can of worms at what point do we stop trying to hold people who live now responsible for things that happened before okay none of us have been able to none of us alive now guided mankind for the last 2000 years that men were the dominant uh uh sex on 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 the planet it's not our fault. We didn't do that. Are we living in a society that benefits from that? Yes. Like, unfortunately, 
that's just the reality. I was born at this time. No, see, and Lisa, aside from being a good person, calling people out when they do something toxic, I can't go back 50 years and change anything. I can help now. I can change now. But should I feel responsible for what happened for the last 2,000 years? Like what – I I guess honestly – this sounds. I guess I'm. I guess I'm. <laughs> I guess I'm. A, I guess I'm. Tradi- like I'm just. I'm not saying anything about toxic masculinity. Calling somebody that is wrong. I'm saying that. I personally don't know. Aside from being a good person, stopping other people from being assholes, I don't know how to make up for women not being able to vote or the concept of, I guess, misogyny. I, aside from not being a misogynist, I don't know what else to do. I think that's where, where Lisa, you could help us out. Um, okay. And, and that's, and that's exactly what I mean when I say I should be a good person and I should uh, call other people on their shit when they're doing stupid things or being toxic. I, I I agree. I think that is what we we have the power and the ability to do now. But you got to understand, a lot of the times when men hear toxic masculinity, they're bringing they're bringing up that all these things from the past that the man has no control over. Yeah, and Joe, my observation is that even if a guy is just being masculine, right? He's showing masculine traits. If it's overbearing, but not disrespectful, I don't know if that's the right way to say that, then that person's automatically labeled as toxic, you know, as being toxic. Even if he's not being too aggressive or uh, trying well, to overpower something. Well, aggressive- That's just my observation aggressive has the connotation that he's already doing something more than he should be. That's, that's already a connotation that he's not behaving as normal. Mm. Being aggressive in any fashion is already a step above normal behavior. So I can be masculine. I can be a dude. I can do dude like things. I can even be chivalrous without pushing anything on anyone else oh see and that's the can of worms lisa that i was talking about earlier like if we talk about anything that refers to the history of the world a lot of people feel like that's what somebody's saying i'm not saying that that's what somebody said i'm saying that i think people interpret toxic masculinity as something that they should be held accountable for other things because they're not thinking about just in the moment. Oh, it's absolutely hard for societies to shift behaviors, but we have, otherwise we wouldn't be talking about those, these things right now. You know what I mean? Like the fact that we can even have a discussion about toxic behavior is already proof. We've made some good changes because we're actually talking about it in society as opposed to 50 years ago when uh, our guys coming back from World War II couldn't even talk about what was going on. A lot of them became alcoholics. A lot of them committed suicide. A lot of them um, 
had shell shock and and didn't know how to reintegrate into society. So we've we've turned that behavior over and we've we've changed things. Um, you know, women were able to vote. Now they are they live in completely opposite lives from what they were leading a hundred years ago or even 40, 50 years ago. Um, so yeah, society does take time to change, but we have seen it change. Now what we're trying to do is get to a place of I want to say middle ground. I think the the feminist movement in the 80s into the 90s really did a good job of calling this behavior into into question and fighting it in the workforce because I think that's where women started to really see what toxic masculinity was. Um and why it became a thing we even talked about, because for for the last 30, 40 years, they were fighting to be respected in the workforce. And prior to that, the workforce was completely male. So dudes talked about whatever they wanted, whenever they wanted, with no filter. Yeah, see, and I could agree with that, Lisa, with the residual anger thing. I think a lot of dudes are going to be very slow to progress, but eventually, because you got to understand, the people who are fighting this are not the people who, people who are willing to change won't fight you as hard. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like me, I'm willing to change, but I was never, I, I would like to think I wasn't a toxic individual like that. Like in my youth, going through what I've been through, I've been toxic to the people around me, but not in a masculine way. Yeah, see, and yeah, and, and racist folks, they tend to push back because, you know, they don't want their ways to change. But this is a very different thing. It, it, it feels the same way on paper, but it's not nearly the same thing. Like, I mean, no, I guess it is in a lot of ways because society thought it was acceptable for men to beat their wives. Um, you know, and then it was like finally turned around and made into a law that you couldn't. The fact that we even have to have a law for that shit is just insane. Okay. I would say workforce. Yeah. I'm looking at that as well. And I'm trying to think about what I'm that trying to understand what it means. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I see. You got to understand the workforce okay i see what you're saying you're saying i i i think what i'm gathering from what you're saying and correct me if i'm wrong is that you're saying the dominant the dominant um agitator in this is white males it sounds like that's where she's leading with those statements because predominantly the workforce was white males and then the workforce and white women. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get what you're saying. Okay. And, and yeah, that's honestly, that's where a lot of this whole thing really started. And then, of course, with the civil rights movements, things changed. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe that. I, I don't know enough about America, like our own history in this country to tell you whether that was the case or not. Same here. Um, I just so, don't. And, and I mean, there's lots of black women in history who've been, who've made great contributions to to the workforce and different different uh, breakthroughs in our in our nation. I mean, the women who wrote the codes for them to launch men into the into the moon. I mean, but my thing is is 
that until they really broke through that glass ceiling of being relegated to secretaries and menial like paperwork labor until they broke through to where they're in boardrooms and they're on the trade floor or they're you know they're making moves that that were previously close to them that's when they discovered that there's a way that men behave that they were not familiar with or they were familiar with it but just at home they thought this was the only place that they did these things and then they're like oh shit my guy's an asshole inside the home and outside the home i didn't know that now we do let's make some change and that has changed we've made that progress has it been is it perfect are we completely there no hell no there's loads of ways to go i still hear about sexual harassment in the workforce i still hear about toxic behavior in the workforce uh across i mean look at i feel like every week we're hearing about another actor who was a complete and total dick to women i i feel like another politician gets called out for something or a newscaster gets fired because he made some stupid comments to a woman or something like we're constantly being reminded about how bad men have been and i think that when because we see it so much in the news and on social media that men feel targeted even if they're not like so you have the ones who are good who want to make the change well, i don't man see that's a tough one lisa <laughs> said that we we have to fully understand racism before we can truly understand any other ism i disagree with that oh, that's a that's an interesting conundrum man that's like, like one of those things where it's like i you got to understand, I don't think it's that we have to understand racism because I think we all know what racism is and we understand how bad it can be and how damaging to the fabric of our nation it could be. I think what we have to understand is why people knowing that this is such a bad thing cling to it so hard, knowing that society is telling them that they're wrong. Because like and, – and, and this is going to get real weird, Lisa – Prime example is I think everyone can agree the line that Captain America said or the line from the uh, one of the Marvel films where you have to take you have to take a stand. And even when everyone else is telling you that you're wrong, you say, no, you move, not me. You move. You know what I mean? Like. And I think when you look at that in the correct light, in the logical sense that racism is bad everyone would stand up and agree with you you know what i mean i think that a good person would stand up and agree and say yes even though the laws used to be racist and say that all those people who were okay with it just because the laws were okay with it they don't get the they they shouldn't have the right to be forgiven for that a lot of people will not like that i just said that but if you know something is wrong, whether everyone else is telling you it's okay, you should still stand for what's right. And the problem with racism is everything I just said, turn it around. That person is saying that I believe this is right, hmm. no matter what everyone else is saying. So I'm going to cling to it 
for dear life because it is the one thing that I think is right. And for us, that doesn't make any sense. For us, we're like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Like, why won't he just see that racism is evil and bad and it destroys society rather than builds it up? Like, but that's the problem. I don't think we need to understand racism. I think we need to understand the people who cling to racism and how we can fix that. And that's, that's... And, and that's a society thing that like, I, I mean, if anybody figured that shit out, we would have already started working towards it. All we can do now really truthfully is talk about it and try to change people's minds. The problem is, is when you approach hate with hate, you don't really make any ground. It's just two things punching against each other until everything is bloody. Nothing changes. You have to come. You, and I think we've, we lose that in our passion, not because we're evil or bad or wrong. I think our passion gets the best of us. And it comes across as we're angry at the angry people. And I mean, for now, example, now you don't know Lisa, all right? No, but Lisa and I have just met. No, what you just said about passion, Lisa, you can recall me. Uh, me and her had a conversation where, because she is in her community, um, trying to work towards uh, certain things, and her passion gets misunderstood for hate of the opposite of what she's, you know, trying to. Um, accomplish and 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 do you have any idea of how to kind of marry or adjust the the passion a bit so that people can actually hear hear what's going on and hear what you're trying to accomplish are you asking me or lisa i'm asking you okay so because because i've told that to lisa hey doogie thanks for joining brother doogie what's up bro um See, fairness, I, I I want to say everyone deserves fairness, but what is the one lesson we've all been taught in life? Life not is not everything fair. in life is fair. And now hold on now, because Lisa's probably like, this guy's a fucking idiot. What we really want is fair equity. We can't be fair across the board. We can't make somebody who who does this a millionaire tomorrow. We can't make – oh, yeah, yeah, emotions. But you got to understand, we have to make people – we have we have to make people empathetic before we can get them to understand other people's feelings. Not everybody reads emotion properly. Like – I, I think uh, a prime example of that is the police when they're trying to handle a situation. A good cop can read a, like a, a, a person's uh, body language and behavior and know when they're going to be aggressive or when they're not going to be aggressive. They're taught those things. And yet we've seen that some cops can't make that fair conclusion when when the chips are down. But that's because you just don't know. 
like even when you've been trained to read body language and you've when you've studied it uh for years even if you have a sociology degree there's there's just so many nuances to who we are as people i honestly think you want to know how i think we can solve racism truth be told invite people to a goddamn barbecue invite invite somebody to a barbecue, somebody who's never spent time around black people or Hispanic people or even white people, because there's lots of people on the other side of the fence who don't really like white people. And, and let me tell you, if we all got together and had a barbecue together, I, I feel like that's always been the thing that changed my mind about other people. Because I grew up in the projects in Queens. I grew up around nothing but black people and Hispanics and a lot of... Uh, um, non-dominant uh immigrants uh you know communities like it's always been the people who don't get to hang out at the table i've grown up around that all the time Ooh. and see that's interesting that's interesting but then you're getting into the concept of who's telling the truth and see and that's the thing is we're saying that we can have – like I'm saying we can have a conversation, and you're saying that somebody's going to lie. And that's true, but that can be true about anything. So like if you're telling me I don't understand something and I keep trying to like tell you that from what I understand, not that I understand everything you're saying because I'm not a genius, but – if every time I come at you with another perspective, you're telling me that people have to want what they say they want, you're just coming up with another reason why it's not going to work. And for somebody who wants it to work, I feel like maybe you shouldn't have that perspective. And I'm not saying you're wrong. Please, please don't think that. What I'm saying is, is I don't think you believe it can change if you're going to keep coming up with another nuance to why it isn't or hasn't. Mm. Like, Everybody wants racism to go away. I would like to think. You know what I mean? Especially if you say that's what you want. I believe you when that's what you say. And oh, okay, okay. See, perspective. I just needed to understand where you were coming from. It's so hard when it's just <laughs> like a line of text. Yeah. We don't get the full story. And see, biggest problem we have in society when it comes to communication is there's so much loss between the lines. Yes. You know a perfect, what I mean, Lisa? A perfect example of that is I wanted to showcase and highlight because I asked a question about toxic masculinity being overblown on my personal mm -hmm. Facebook page. Mm -hmm. I'm having tech issues right now, but most of the people agreed to be okay with me uh, yeah. sharing what Holding they wrote. Them. I yeah. can't bring it up right now, which is tragic. But, you know, there were some people that messaged me onto the side that, you know, y'all wouldn't have saw that in my opinion, because I know the person trying to read what they were conveying about the subject. I knew what their intention intentionality was on the message, mm. but yeah. it was hard for other people to interpret what they were saying because it was just reading the text on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I think a big problem, like if you do a lot of communicating through social media a lot is lost a lot 
Um, and I think, and we talked about this before. What what did we talk about, King? What was the word? Cognitive. Cognitive dissonance. Yes. So, yeah, Doogie, you should remember. <laughs> you should remember, Doogie. I got a lot of big words. So cognitive dissonance already has the concept that people are not behaving how they would traditionally behave okay. if they were having a conversation face-to-face -face in person. Oh, see, thank you, Lisa. That is something I wanted to bring up. We were going to talk about the opposite side of the spectrum, which is toxic femininity, which I have a phrase for that that I hope catches on and becomes something great that we can all look back on and all the Karens of the world can say, that's not me. <laughs> Gorilla feminism. Gorilla okay. feminism. G-U-E-R-I-L-L-A. Gorilla, like guerrilla warfare. Gorilla feminism. And the reason why I call it that is because it is the overcompensate. That's, that's serious. It is the overcompensation of the feminist movement that has demasculinized, demasculinized young men, which a lot of women don't agree with. They don't think that that's a thing, but I, I do. And that's because we've taken things like physical activity out of school. And so you start to see the rise of behavioral issues which my belief is that it's because we've taken out a, 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 a vehicle for young boys and young men to use the energy that their body naturally has. Yes, revenge. There it is. Thank you. Thank you. And I don't think it's best for society either because what we're talking about is fair equity. We're, we're not talking about somebody being more than somebody else because that's mm -hmm. where a lot of feminists go in the end they they start off meaning well they start off meaning well but then they end up with women are supposed to be equal to men but then they're like eh, let's go here and then let's go here and 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 that that's where i think guerrilla feminism comes in i think mm -hmm. that Lisa stated in the chat, feminism has turned in, into revenge, revenge and that she understands it too. She also said, and this was the second part as well, that meant that, uh, so I actually called her prior to coming on live and um, I had told her, I was like, hey, I totally forgot to get with you, yada, yada, because I'd rather her, you know, I'd rather people hear her words or whatnot uh, yeah. for her message. But this last part, I just don't think it's best for society mm -hmm. i would love to have her vocalize why she thinks that but lisa if you got the opportunity to write that down in the chat why do you not think that feminism is best for a uh, society and joe do you agree or disagree with her saying that uh, i agree but that i agree for the same reasons i don't believe misogyny is good for the world is she okay. And see, and and that's and that's yes, that's what chaos is. Chaos is the balance being off, and one side has too many things. And you know what the the part the part that, and, and hear me out because I'm gonna get I'm gonna get nerdy too. Um, when you play a video game, everything you accomplish feels good because you accomplished it. But when you have the cheat codes and you can get everything all at once. The game loses its value. 
doesn't it? Like it doesn't feel as good, right? Like when you're given something flat out, just everything, it doesn't feel great to have everything because there's nothing else to get. And I think honestly, and hear me out, I think honestly, I think a lot of white people, <laughs> they struggle with the fact that they're kind of at the top. Like, I, why they chase unattainable things? Because they have everything available to them. You don't, you don't hear about, you know, a Puerto Rican die, guy dying in a tiger cage. You don't, you don't, you don't, I, I guarantee you there's not a single Puerto Rican dead at the top of Mount Everest. Not a single one. I almost guarantee it. And, and this is a very, very just like comedic take on what I, what I'm talking about. Cause this does, you know, roll into toxic masculinity. Um, rich white guys ran every company that built this nation. I, I mean, I don't have to be, I don't have to read too many history books to know that. There might be a, a, a sprinkling of other nationalities owning major businesses, but look at all the big ones now. The, all the major ones. The, now they have boards, and the boards might be a little intermixed, but that took a lot of time to happen. That didn't happen when they started. So the whole concept of male privilege was facilitated by the birth of the nation because it was founded by men. So it was completely built from the ground up with male privilege. So what happens when you are at the top? You just, you have everything. So you just take everything else because it's just what you do. Cause you got nothing else to get. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, this is this is the view from somebody who's been at the bottom for most of their life. You know what I mean? Like I'm at a good place in the world now, but I'm nowhere near any of these people who who run the show. But I don't know. So, all right, Joe, how about this because uh what I think that you were going to say earlier or actually what you did say earlier is what I think everybody here agrees with. Like we all agree that there should definitely be a quality of opportunity. Mm -hmm. But I think it is fair to say that the equality of outcome not the same. It's just it's not, it's not the, same the same thing. Okay. And it can't and it can't be the same. Mm -hmm. We that then we because if we say that the quality of outcome will be the same for everybody, we're communists. We're, we're not, well, and then that's not even necessarily true of communism, but it's a society definition that, that doesn't exist. If we had a quality of outcome that was the same across the board, we'd be in utopia. But think about what I just said a minute ago. If we were a utopia and everybody was at the top, what would happen? Uh, we would do exactly what I just said a moment ago. We would start chasing things that are unattainable mm -hmm. because there has to be a hierarchy. 
do we have to like it? Absolutely not. Do do the people at the top have to be assholes to everybody else? No. Should they be in charge of everybody else? No. But there's a hierarchy of success. There's a hierarchy of outcome. And ultimately, the only thing we can we sh we should be able to say for everybody is the equality of opportunity. Everyone should have the same amount of chance to attain to 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 potentially attain what they want to attain. But ultimately, we cannot guarantee that the outcomes will be the same. Hmm. And and I mean, and that sucks. That sucks. Because what does that mean? That means I will never be much more than I currently am. But as long as I'm okay with that, I don't feel oppressed. And I'm not saying, please, when I say use the word oppressed, I am not in any way referencing anyone else's oppression or anything like that. What I'm saying is that if I live my life knowing that I will never attain Jeff Bezos level money, I'm okay with that. I don't feel like the world is destroying me or holding me down or crushing me because it's not something I attain. I'm, I'm trying to attain. We can, I don't think we can have utopia, Lisa. I don't think utopia is a possibility. I think there's too much of a competitive nature of humanity to ever attain utopia. I think until we have an elevated elevated sense of intelligence or interconnectivity of consciousness, I don't think we'll ever be able to attain utopia. And when I say interconnectivity of consciousness, I mean that everyone can see and feel each other's thoughts. Sci-fi shit, not real. Hmm. But I mean, that would be the only way we would be able to be truly honest with each other is if we all could feel each other. You know what I mean? I, 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 I think that's true. Even I have a warped sense of what utopia is, Lisa, because utopia hasn't been attained yet. There's no way for us to know what that looks like. Um, we can guess science fiction and, and TV and movies has guessed at what utopia looks like, but there's no way for us to know because it hasn't been attained. Uh, we, could, we could make jokes that Atlantis was utopia. And that's why it got destroyed, because everyone else saw this perfect society and decided to destroy it. Wiped from history. Nobody knows why it exists except in fables. And that that theory I just had is as real as utopia. Like, that's as close as we're going to get to it. In our lifetime, for sure. There's no way we're getting to utopia anytime soon. Look at the way we talk to each other. Look at the way we act. If we're... I mean, if aliens came down today and they're like George Carlin said it best, George Carlin said it best. He said, if aliens came down today and the Intergalactic Council was like, why should mankind join the Intergalactic Council? They would turn their ass around and leave if they saw the <laughs> shit that we do. We can't return carts to the proper place in the parking lot. We got men who beat their women. We got women who just emasculate their men. We got people who can't like each other based on color or creed. Like, I mean, I, I we're no closer to attaining utopia than we are to attaining our, our mass extinction. You know what I mean? Like, and I agree. I don't, I don't think a lot of people want what they say they want, but 
ultimately society hold on so uh aaron joined in yeah what's up aaron <laughs> I, I I just might be Aaron. I, I I might I might just be, but um, I don't know, man. Lisa, I want to see great things for our world in our time. Like I'd love to live long enough to see, you know, things like toxic masculinity and racism to fade away and be a thing of the past. But we have to get people outside of their spheres of existence. People live in this small sphere and it's an echo chamber of people of like-minded thoughts and activity and, and life experience. And it becomes this reverberation of truths that they, they view it as truth in their life. And it's just, bouncing back and forth they, what you're saying is what i believe what i believe is what you're saying and it just and it just it's how their flimsy way of thinking is able to attain elevation in their mind like it's how they justify this insane rationale joe what you just said that is a thing that i always harp about i like to keep a healthy amount of people that i know fundamentally think different the way that i yeah. do you know um as long as we can have a respectful conversation about our disagreements i'm yes. fine with that it's when it turns uh disrespectful that i just don't have time for yeah yeah and i think a lot of a lot of uh a lot of social commentary devolves and it never, it, it doesn't become anything productive or anything like that because it just, it's not, freedom of speech is not freedom of consequence. But online, mm -hmm. freedom of speech is freedom of con con consequence. Well, we're, we're starting to change that. And it's funny because I hate cancel culture, but cancel culture is the answer to freedom of consequence. Yes. Um, you know what I, I mean? Uh, I sent you an article and me and you are going to do an episode on just that where somebody didn't like what somebody said as they was dropping off the packages and whatnot. And this lady oh, punched yes. this other old yeah. lady and, and, and it goes exactly to that. Like all the lady did was say something snarky to her or said something that she thought was disrespectful and a delivery person just decided to deck her. Bow, See? you know. And this is this is one of those moments where I say when keeping it real goes wrong, because <laughs> to be honest, do I blame the Amazon truck driver for smacking her in the face? No, I don't. But I also recognize that if you are wearing a uniform, you're subject to that company's rules. And if you're a citizen of this great nation, you're you're subject to its laws. So. You know, defend yourself. Punch that woman in the face. But you're going to jail. It's would, going to happen. Would that be considered toxic? No, actually, I think the person, I think the consumer was toxic in that regard. Hmm. I think the consumer was toxic, and the consumer assumed that lady wouldn't punch her in the mouth. And I'm Are very, I'm actually quite happy that that woman reminded her that that words have consequences <laughs> like you said reminded her <laughs> she vigorously reminded her but i mean at the same time part of me says that's also not right you know what i mean like 
I recognize that 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 is a part of me that's not correct. Like, I don't think like that's obviously not normal behavior. The correct answer would have been to her to say, ma'am, I'm sorry. I am not in control of what packages get delivered at which time. Obviously, this driver was at this lady's house multiple times in the same day. How many things is this lady ordering from Amazon? First off, she's got an addiction. And that is a whole nother subject. But but I mean, you know, realistically, there is a way to handle toxic people. And that wasn't the right answer. But at the same time, I've said before that I feel like sometimes a person needs a punch in the face to be reminded. Yeah, exactly. You go and learn today. But <laughs> but I mean, you know, All we'll right. talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh Joe, uh we're coming up on an hour and there's something that uh I'd like to accomplish here as well. Yeah. I am going to list. I found this thing that said the top 10 toxic toxic masculinity behaviors. Mm. All right. I'm going to see if I can quickly list them here and I want you to give me your opinion on if it's toxic masculinity or not. Okay. All right. Number 1 being stoic mm. is this toxic masculinity or toxic top 10 mass toxic masculinity behavior no being stoic is honestly an inability to communicate or okay. a choice to not communicate it's not necessarily toxic masculinity but bad communication tactic and it did it was used by a lot of toxic masculine characters in literature and books and and, and well books is literature but like literature and movies and stuff like that okay stoic was like men don't talk we yeah like the like a lot of toxic males <laughs> are stoic i'm going to say that cuz that just reminded me of some stuff I liked your face. <laughs> you the light bulb. I can see the light bulb moment happen. All <laughs> right. Uh, how about this? Not displaying emotion. I think not displaying emotion is not a sign of toxic masculinity. I think not displaying emotion is... Um, mm, that's... That's a completely different thing. That could be that could come from lots of stuff, like uh, bad upbringing, uh, somebody who's emotionally damaged from trauma. It could come from a lot of things. So uh, it's not fair to put those people into the same same category. All right, how about this one? <laughs> not engaging in household chores and caregiving. That's just a dick move. Like that's. <laughs> That's not necessarily toxic masculinity because there might be ladies who don't engage in household chores. My kids don't want to engage in household chores and, and they're girls. So, I mean, it's, that's a, that's a, uh, uh, an empathy thing. Seeing okay. that somebody else has to do it and they don't want to have to do it, but they're doing it because it has to be done and knowing that you should pitch in a lot of dudes choose not to, because, Oh, you know, I work all day. I don't want to do it. And I say that being that I've actually had that same train of thought. I don't want to clean up the house sometimes. I've been working all day. But I know that it's not fair to my wife to not assist. So I help. You know what I mean? Like, All right. How about this one? Move. <laughs> not being a feminist 
ally. Is that toxic masculinity behavior there, Joe? I just I just hate the word feminist. Every time, <laughs> and, and and it's not because I hate feminism, but whenever they portray a feminist on like in like media, because that's you don't get the true look of what feminism or masculinity is in the media. Let's be honest and real about that real fast. Whenever you you hear about feminism or see something portrayed in the media, it's always way over the top, like way over the top. So um, I think you can be an ally and still be toxic uh, male. Uh, hmm. The guys who choose to, to be allies to get closer to ladies so that they can, you know, be predators. You, you, can't, tell me, you can't tell me that's never happened. <laughs> How about this one, man? And, and this will be the final one. It said the top 10, but we are coming up on our time. And uh, I do want to list this one. And I'm going to give it. And then I'm going to read what this excerpt said about it first. Mm. And then after you give your thoughts, see, this was a bit of a setup. I'm going to share where I got this top 10 list from. So uh, I'm going to get fucked on this one. <laughs> uh, not really, but you'll see kind of uh, why I sent what I sent. So this one, is it toxic masculinity behavior being dominant? Now, the excerpt that it said here is to be preoccupied with power and dominance to a point that it causes harm to others, such as verbal, physical, and online bullying. One study found that over a quarter of men thought that they should have the final word in relationships. Over a third of men believed that they had the right to know where their female partner was at all times. And there's actually a link to this study. I'm curious. I'm going to look at that later. Uh, but hearing that, being dominant, is that a behavior of toxic masculinity um it it's a behavior of but not a symptom of like i was raised in a very uh masculine culture and it's never occurred to me to get the last word in a conversation like if i'm talking to my kids i get the last word but that's a parent child thing but is that not also a dominance thing like, are you not also exerting dominance over your children because you have to, to remind them that there's limitations to their, you know, their, their existence? Like, there's ladies out there who do the exact same thing, who think and feel like they should be the last word or they should know where their spouse or significant other is going. Yeah, those guys are single and still live with their mom. Those, those are insecure males that feel that they have to have the last word or they have to know where their lady is going. That's an insecurity thing. It, it can it be a, 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 a trait of a toxic masculine male. Yes, absolutely. But it's not necessarily a symptom of being a toxic male. All right. Rock on. Well, Hey Joe, man, uh, we have came up on an hour um, I would still like to get our word of the day in. I didn't get the previous word in. That's if you have one. If you don't have, I one, have one, so be no, it. I oh, have one. Okay, let yeah. me sit up. Let me sit up. So let's hear our word of the day, brother. Our word of the day is cogitate. Cogitate. All right. So cogitate. Cogitate sounds like constipate, <laughs> but I believe cogitate has to do with. It, like not cognizance, but 
I think it has to do something with thinking. If you were to cogitate something, I am cogitating on the fact that uh, fried rice is better than steamed rice. Cogitate. You're right. You're right. No. <laughs> yeah. Cogitate is to think deeply, meditate, or reflect on something. Cogitate. C-O-G-I-T-E-T-E. -E. Think deeply or meditate on something you said? Mm -hmm. Med I spelled meditate wrong. I can't. <laughs> no kidding. All right. Cogitate is our word of the day. Now, my challenge is to try to figure out when we have our next episode how to get the word cogitate in. Uh, it's, dude, yep. I can't believe I got that one right. Now, a bit of a heads up, and I guarantee I didn't look. You know, you had asked me if we had done it before, yeah. and I said, nope, I don't think so. But I also didn't uh, look it up either. Dude, that's a win for me. I should go buy a Powerball ticket tomorrow. <laughs> Put me in um, on this. <laughs> got you well hey check it uh first of all thanks to everybody that tuned in yeah thanks, and uh gave some comments doogie man it was good to see you man it's, it's been good a, seeing you a good minute brother uh Lisa, hey. it's really awesome to have you i'd love to have any discussion you're willing to have with me because any discussion we have if anybody's tuning in it just helps them broaden their horizon and their perspective um, so anytime you want to tune in and chat, even if it's on something mundane, like we could talk about, you know, birds, you know, we could talk about whatever, just <laughs> hop in and say hi and, and tell, tell us what you think. That's what's up. Let's see. Uh, outside of that, uh, this has been the just joking podcast. I think we're on episode 11. I misnumbered one of the episodes actually. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Can we just going to run with it? Uh, so from now on, every time I give the label episodes, there's going to be an ish after it because uh, I did misnumber one of the episodes, but we just going to roll with it to the people that are going to hear this on podcast platforms. Um, thanks for tuning in. I would recommend coming over to YouTube. Just type in just Joe King podcast. We do come up because there was some uh, parts of the conversation that you know, we could see in the chat and we could read. Um, so the responses that were given, uh, while I think you may be able to kind of hear where it's going, it'll just make more sense if you're able to kind of see it. And Joe, maybe there's a way that we can be a little bit better at knowing that this is going to be on audio as well, trying yeah. to convey that. But that's for us. Again, thanks for tuning in. And uh, we are out. See you in two weeks.